Borderlands. Borderlands does whatever I want it to. It's all a dream inside my head. I'm going to explode with joy and be dead. Oh no! Put Borderlands into my veins. Welcome to Hearty Dice Friends, episode 100 and something. Four. I think it's four. I think it's four. Episode 104. Chris is excited about Borderlands. I am. I've never... I I remember when, uh, a few years ago, when we were growing up together, Chris and I, he developed an obvious fetish for Moxie from Borderlands. And I realise now that's just because he wants to have sex with Borderlands, not with a fictional character. Both are true. And she's like an avatar. Both are very true, though. Mm. Yeah. 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 So especially, especially when you when, when you see Moxie in in the back rooms in pre sequel, I don't know, you, if, you, I don't know if you remember that. You're taking a good look at her back rooms, eh? Yeah. No, she's she's you, just in. You she's in, filthy little pervert. <laughs> she's in the back room in like mechanics gear, fixing an engine. She's made up, Chris. She doesn't I know. Reel. I know, but still, she's not your manic pixie dream girl. I've got problems. Yes. Uh, I mean, honestly, this is quite low amongst them. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So, hello and welcome to the show. This is not a video games podcast, although I get the impression that we might be veering around <laughs> to it occasionally. As Chris wants to tell me another cool thing that happened in the trailer for the video game that's coming out soon. Well, soon is a is in quotation marks. Well, that's true. However, I'm I'm glad that he's enthusiastic. Chris, what's the best thing about Borderlands Three? It will be playing new characters and getting new loot that I haven't seen before and making That's my true. numbers get big. Yes, push button, make number go big. <laughs> numbers. I'm looking forward to it. I hear that they've introduced the controversial um, character who's just a truck. Just a big truck. Just a big truck. And you have to use a different control system. Instead of right trigger being shooters, accelerate. That would be quite fun. Uh, and you, uh, the guns just sit in the uh, in the control in the in the driving seat and drive the drive the car around. <laughs> However, you have no control because you are just the truck. Yes. You are there to be used by the other characters. You're just the truck. Um, you can make your horn go off, and it has a variety of fun noises. <laughs> but it is it is entirely for that friend you don't really like, but do want to take pity on <laughs> uh, to let into your multiplayer game. They felt the Macromancer class was too involved. <laughs> oh, with its girlfriend mode. So I got girlfriend mode. Well now, done, Randy. You now, idiot. now this is um, not girlfriend mode. This is three-year-old brother mode. This is this is giving them a controller that's not plugged in while you yeah. play Mario and telling them that, that they control the baddies. Mm-hmm. Um, they now now they will control the horn, but it is it is paid DLC every time you want to. It's, it's microtransactions every time you want you want to make the horn go, and it is catastrophically loud. It starts off with the cucaracha, and you mm-hmm. can pay to have a normal horn. <laughs> it's just it's just requiems and arias from there on out, and they're very long. Um, I, the other thing which interested me, so like they had the they had the uh, the controversial character last time, who was the who was the psycho. You know, who's kind of a melee character? Do you figure they're trying to court the same controversy with the character who's just a pack of dogs? <laughs> yes, I think I think the much maligned right wing political group, a pack of dogs, actual mm-hmm. dogs, um, <laughs> and their inclusion within a loot and shoot first person shooter mm-hmm. is 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 controversial. But I think it will earn them that hot dog dollar. That is true. Yeah. So like Bethesda. 
and the company who made Wolfenstein, I forget the, I forget the, uh, the actual, I think it was Bethesda, uh, obviously taking, taking a hard anti-Nazi stance, Borderlands viewing that Nazis have money too, so why not put in some right-wing dogs? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, believe, I believe one of the dogs had, has Richard Spencer's haircut. I believe so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But not like a, a copy of no. the actual original. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's just with him in a bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a very odd odd thing, but I think I think I think they're approaching it, um, and I don't know I don't know if this is confirmed, mm-hmm. but I think they're approaching it uh, by just tagging the word satire to it and hoping that's okay. Oh, in square brackets. Mm-hmm. That's very clever. I like yeah, that. Just in case, because then they get both sides. In fact, the ultimate uh, when you well, so I, I just I, I saw some leaked footage. Um, Randy sent some through to me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when when you perform the ultimate as the as the uh, pack of dogs, uh, they all bark in unison. This is satire, so yes. it's fine. Yes, that is true. And mm-hmm. of course, if you if you look carefully in the trailer, you can see mm-hmm. reflected in the hotel uh, screen that it's recorded off. Mm-hmm. Randy Pitchford masturbating. Yes, uh, that that is actually so. That's interestingly enough. That's not that's not a quirk of the trailer. He's actually in the trailer. He's going to be in every game. It mm-hmm. looks as though Randy Pitchford is masturbating behind you. That's just that's something. It's actually quite clever. Like it's something they've managed to look like a reflection in the screen. Oh, it's a fabulous use of RTX technology. Mm, mm. I think that it's it's the most controversial use of, of hologram technology since Tupac Shakur's performance at Coachella. Mm, yes, mm. I think I think that we possibly shouldn't go down the Tupac road. No, you still got you still got beef there. Oh uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I side with Biggie on this one. <laughs> I can't. Oh, I can't. I can't get into that life again. You know. No, it's true. Yes, yes. God help you. You're back on your bullshit. Let, let, mm-hmm. Then, then you know what? Let's let's move forward, not backward. Let's move into our current lives, our new lives as RPG designers, not um, not gunfighters in the East Coast West Coast rap Debacle. gang wars of the early nineties. And that's I believe. I believe the official term for it uh, used by the gangs is fracar. Mm. A um, fufuro. And occasionally a bit of a scrap. A Donnybrook. <laughs> a Barney. A, a drive by Donnybrook. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's not. That's not. That's not. That's hello. not that, that problem. That's not. That's not. That's not. Let's <laughs> use this time for good and, and answer some nice questions from some lovely people. Let's help some people, Chris. Advice. Let's do let's, it. Let's, uh, let, listen, we've got a roaring fire here. Pull up a chair next to it. Not too close. I've played no, the Sims. Yeah, not too close. Settle down and ask us a question. Whisper it into our collective big ear and we'll answer it. Uh, Chris, can you play the role of the listener and p- whisper a question in my big ear? Sure. I'm, I'm Zimrilim now. I'm climbing your, your overly large ear. Oh, hello. Um, and I'm, I'm going to whisper in there, humans are boring. What creature would, would we have as the replacement playable race? Mm. I like I like this because you're very big. <laughs> like I'm, the idea I'm, I'm of you of you clinging to the side of my head. Mm-hmm. Like a like, like like a fleshy headphone. Whatever halflings aren't. So tall. Dire halflings. <laughs> Spiky halflings. No, it's just humans. Um humans are boring. I think it's it's an interesting thing, isn't it? It's tricky to have. Because you need you need a baseline. You need something normal to have the fantasy nearby. Wow, normal. Humans are normal compared to elves. That's fair. That's not that's not can racist. We use the word, can we use the word mundane? Yeah, okay, sure, mundane. You need some mundanity, otherwise the fantastical elements don't land. If you think of something like like The Witcher, why that's so evocative and neat is because so much of it is not magic. 
Yes. And the bits that are magic really sting. Whereas if you think of something like Exalted, it's really hard to get a handle on Exalted because everything's magic. Everything's just shitting dice everywhere. Yeah, if everything's glowing like a thousand suns, you can't tell one thing from the other. Precisely. So I think while humans are boring, you need to have them there so someone could play the human fighter when it's their first time out. Yeah, you've got that kind of easy in, that that, that ramp instead of stairs. Mm, yeah, I, I think I think possibly you're um, maligning the disabled. <laughs> T- taking the easy route in with the... With the with I've the, gone downstairs with in a the wheelchair, wheelchair before. Okay, deliberately? No. Okay. <laughs> it was genuinely awful. No, it was a prank and I'm still injured. I rode my wheelchair downstairs thinking, Oh yes. it'll work. You used to have a wheelchair, It would not. Yes, no. it did. Do they make them in your size? How fucking dare you? Yes, they make them in my size. You're very tall, Chris. I was also quite young. Oh, okay, sorry. I didn't. I didn't realize. I, I figured three you, inches shorter. Yeah, I figured you crawled out your mother at this height, like the grudge. <laughs> <laughs> Backwards, like a drunken crab. <laughs> she should never have been on the ceiling in the first place. She she knew what she was getting herself into when she <laughs> mated with the devil. She did this, Karen. Our child will be a terrible Nephilim. Massively tall and deranged. Is this okay? Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Do me. (laughs) (laughs) Will he have blank staring eyes and lank, long hair? (laughs) On the the back of his head. Half and half. Half and half. One of his eyes is blank and staring. The other, jittery. (laughs) Continually oscillating. So what would, what would you replace humans with if you had to? So the problem is that when you start replacing humans, you mm. start making something else the mundane thing. I suppose we did that with Drow, didn't we, with Spire? Yeah, like you, you, you kind of demystify them, mm. which I think in some ways is very good, depending on what I you're trying to the, do. I think the Drow were in dire need of demystification. Yes, and, you know, okay. just dialing down the BDSM sliders. A good spray of demister. yeah. Yeah. Um, but like if you if you take orcs and put them as the the standard and completely remove the boring relatable human mm. you're then asking people to uh, completely adopt yeah. an orc society and orc morals as normal mm. and i think that's quite a jump it's quite tricky you have to you have to really position yourself for that and like i think you're okay to do that as long as as long as humans are still there, mm. like you're like it's totally cool for you to have a world without humans, but it's very hard for me, a human, to tell improvised stories in that world that feel that that feel coherent, unnatural. Yeah, and natural. Like you know exactly the limitations of a standard human. Mm-hmm. You are at best guessing about the the standard limitations in day to day life of an orc. Yeah, it is made up. It's it, is, it is. As they, as I believe the term is, fiction. Mm, it's not like a dog. No. Oh. Or a pack of racist dogs. What if the playable? What if the, what if the standard playable race, which which was a lovely dog? I wouldn't play that game. No. No. No, you wouldn't, would you? No, I would not. Sounds like one of my bullshit. It does. <laughs> it sounds like some of your crap. There's food on the table. You're ungrateful. There's, <laughs> there's that Cthulhu game where you play as cats. God, yeah. Fuck that. Right, uh, it's, an, it's a game I'm, based entirely on a pun, and who does that crap? I'm so sorry I said that thing about dogs. <laughs> We're all sorry. We're all paying for it. 
like I think that I think that it's fine to have an RPG where you play lovely dogs, but that has to be the thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. That's why one of the interesting things I've noticed actually in 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 writing this absolute like turning out. I'm going to say every other month I turn out something daft, yeah. and th- and they're fun and people play them and they get people to play and they're like especially good because people who don't role play quite often get involved in them, mm-hmm. and that's quite that's quite a fun thing to. And then and then they can transition onto something that's more, um, what's the word? Nourishing. I'd like to ask a quick supplementary question here. Yeah. Are you making Munchkin? Are you making this gateway thing that's sprawling out of all control? I like to think I'm making wine gums. Okay, yeah. Which is, of course, the gateway to wine. (laughs) Or dentistry. Or dentistry. I mean... I make the gaming equi- I make the role the role playing equivalent of cocaine or sweets or a bag of crisps. All in comparable. The, in the well, I'm getting there. <laughs> Sorry. I'm getting there. Oh, carry on. In the in that people pick it up and go, Oh, this looks like fun and they, they push my game up their nose and they have some fun. But it doesn't nourish them. It doesn't it doesn't make them mm-hmm. it doesn't make mm-hmm. them feel better. Whereas like sitting down and playing a a, a long game where you have like characters which grow and you learn something about yourselves maybe and you get to sort of cathart a little bit that's more the role playing equivalent of a meal yes that's fair whereas you are an amuse bouche oh, I'm an amuse bouche I'm, I'm a very I'm very amusing for your bouche oh but so it's... <laughs> you're, you're super mouthily entertaining thank you very much yeah I, I, you should take that as a compliment I've always said that about myself mm. so Yes, I think that what I've learned in writing these is that you can get as wacky as you want, but you have to put some normal in. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the normal, and also like it help, you need a straight man basically. Yeah. Uh, so I think like the example, the most recent example we did, uh, I, I wrote um, Cobalt Endeavor on a train to Glasgow to Edinburgh, um, and it was just this wacky game where kobolds were making distractions for each other, and it's like it just seems too daft. There's nothing like everyone's in on the gag. Mm-hmm. I didn't. It didn't really land, and so I was like, "Okay, well, all of the villains have to be really straight-laced guys who have so there's like militaristic orcs and insufferable yuan-ti and that sort of thing." And so by making by making your antagonists basically um, starch collars, I don't want any mischief in here. Then it's fun when you like I don't know, set a load of dogs on fire and have them run around. Like the police in every Buster Keaton film. They're just these incredibly straight things that somebody yeah. just does a joke at. Yeah, for sure. And that's how the joke can work. If if you have two clowns, that can't work. Like like someone has to be there to like to to ground the ridiculousness, which is which is what humans do in fantasy games. Which mm. is what they they give us something. They give us something like an anchor, which we can operate out of. Or see like, oh, if I was there, this is how fucked I'd be. However, my mate is now a half minotaur, half angel wizard. And a sense of scale, like yeah. oh this, yeah, like like physically, yeah. Well, not just not just physically, but also like this this fantasy ancestry is six times as bonkers as a normal human. Mm-hmm. You know, like well, if that's a human. If you scaled it up, painted it green, and doubled its muscles, yeah, like that's like we we can understand what you've changed from the core idea that that if we understand that most people are basically the same. How yeah. can you then tweak that in some ways? How can you have that so set up? I, I think the technical answer to the question is in a in a standard fantasy world is mm-hmm. don't completely replace the humans. Mm-hmm. Just fuck them off to one side. Yeah. And leave them there 
as a reference, as, as, as a control, mm. and then focused on something yeah. else. Yeah, rather than replacing them, just remove them. Mm. And at that point, they're still, they're still in the world, they're just not a playable race. Like, at that point, you can choose, well, are the humans weird in this? Are the humans normal in this? And were they outliers? Like, are what they is the, the evildoers? Yeah, what is the... Which what is, is honestly the, true. What is the state mm. here? Uh, I'd like to ask you a question. Please do. Clamber up my giant ear. Ooh. Oh, oh, it's comfortable. I might have a little nap here. Please don't. I sleep on that side. I okay. will die. Zimrilum. Zenten asks, You have one home appliance built by goblins that you must use. What will it be? Hmm. I'm thinking a goblin fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I cannot see a goblin making a small fridge. And I've okay. always wanted one of those big American fridges with two doors. I imagine that it would have a lot of cogs. Yeah, we're talking like Warcraft goblins? Any kind of goblin. Because, that, okay, okay, so... Here's the thing. Any, like, any kind of goblin is quite a broad category. That is true, because if it's Pathfinder goblins, my fridge will be made out of skinned dogs. Yeah, and like if it's Goblin Quest goblins, the fridge will fall over on you and kill you. Yes. Not I, deliberately? No, I'm expecting maybe a 40% backfire rate. Right, okay. So it's not... It's <laughs> definitely not nothing, but it's not every time. <laughs> Two out of five times when you open the door, it's on fire. Yeah, exactly, and the ah, inverse beans. of what I'm after. Yeah, oh, this 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 is hotter than in, than outside. I also quite like the, the mundanity of of a fridge. Mm. Like you've got you've got this lovely new kitchen that's just been put in, um, and then inside one of them, there's just like this this fire imp, just trying to cut up ice blocks and pushing it near the food and hoping it'll help. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> They trapped me in here. This is such a mishire. Where does the ice come from? <laughs> I don't know, but I guess I am the best person to cut it. I guess so, you know. I I, I think that I would like to have a hammer. A, ha- a simple hammer. Like, a hammer is the simplest appliance I can think of. The hammer is like, the simplest technology that I can think of that you could still be built. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at, at its base level, a built hammer is a stick with a rock tied to it. Mm-hmm. But it is it is using tools to make other tools, mm-hmm. and then that tool helps you function as an individual. So that's cool. So it is technically an appliance, maybe. I guess. But I think my favourite thing about imagining a goblin about imagining a goblin created hammer is how I would die using it, <laughs> because because I really like the idea that goblins are so unlucky that anything they make is cursed. Yeah, I like that. So, but like, it's not it's not like. It's like so. Like there's there's also like the idea for like an actual like this kind of maybe a fun thing you could take and steal for your own your own role playing game, but having a like a regressive culture, uh, a, a, a culture who have lost or rejected technology. The idea in which the idea that the, that some god blessed slash cursed them was like okay, all your technology is going to kill people. You have to you have to go back to nature. Mm-hmm. And so every so like when they build a house, it collapses on them and they die. When they wear clothes, uh, they get caught on um, on trees and strangled. <laughs> and and so like as long as no one else has made it, they, that's absolutely as long as no one from their from their culture made it, they can use it. But anything they make will kill them, or this kill is... other or kill other people. So like they they unintentionally make cursed items. That's a wonderful thing for for like a the start of a campaign. So mm. like the very base level, you know, the normal um, go and kill me ten rats stage mm-hmm. of Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. Um, 
there have been a lot of bizarre accidental deaths in a village. Mm. And you're like, well, I'm let's, let's band together and figure this out. We'll slay whatever witch is doing it. You know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And what you find out is that probably last month or so, a, 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 a radical goblin broke away from their tribe. Mm-hmm. And she's very interested in art and has made this beautiful hammer. Mm-hmm. It's all curlicues and it's, it's gorgeous. And some random adventurers slayed them, bought, bought back all the spoils and what mm-hmm. they thought was like an elven hammer. Yeah. And sold it to the blacksmith. So the oh, blacksmith it, okay. is making like horseshoes and door knockers and oh, like mundane nice. crap. And it but it's all infected with goblin luck. That's really cool. I like so that. all these horses are just like falling off bridges and the door is collapsed. <laughs> like the the door is standing upright but the house is collapsing around it. Yeah. Yeah, Buster Keaton great. Yeah, just like but, really yeah. like Harold Lloyd level bullshit. That's 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 quite funny. That's, it's kind of, and also, there's something quite sad about it as well. Yeah, like all they all, all the goblin wanted to do was create art and was killed mm. for it. But I I I like the idea of a basic hammer and a, like I'm just trying to put in a nail with it, and then like there's a there's a smash cut and I die, mm-hmm. and it's not and like and like it's not super clear how it all happened. Like you're like, pierced with a church steeple. Well, yeah, like, you know, or like, <laughs> like, like, there's a shot of me holding it in place. I've, I've got, I've got, I've, I've got my tongue sticking out. Like, mm, okay, I'm just gonna this, bang, and then smash cut, and I'm trapped under a bus by the hammer. <laughs> you're just lying on the slab. Yes, he drowned. <laughs> Dysentery, sir. <laughs> there was an elephant in him. <laughs> As you well you know, the elephant is larger than a man, and that's what caused the trauma. <laughs> Ask me a question, Chris. I think we've got time for one more. Uh, Derek Bindle asks, what are good ways to organise playtests of one's in-progress games? So in my experience, what you want to do is hash out a game, roughly, and then you want to... You wanna, um, Get it to a playable state where it's like, okay, cool, yeah, I reckon I've got enough. Like, I, I wouldn't give it to someone else, but I can guide people through it. The MVG we were to. Yeah, yeah, the minimum viable game, uh, and then you take it to your to your Thursday night group, and then they take about three, four hours to make characters mm-hmm. for like for like for what is a twenty minute process, um, and they spend they spend so long making characters that eventually you get nervous about ever running the game. Um, and then, um, and then just, and then, and then I think postpone it by a month at this, at this rate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been a month since my players made characters. Oh, this is, this is autobiographical. This, yes, it's autobiographical. I've, 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 I've been wanting to test out my OSR game, but, um, I just, I get, I get so nervous playtesting stuff. It's mm-hmm. really interesting. For me, anyway, because I'm fine with like I've written this game. I don't know whether it works. Go, we'll play it. But I get really nervous now, saying like oh, I might have to change this. Do you like it? Rather than if you don't like this, you're wrong. <laughs> well, I think I think you should have a uh, hover between fuck you and listening to what they're doing, what they're saying. Yeah, like don't don't take it all to heart. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's so, it's just like that's that's good. But I think that this should be a seven. Just tears. Just start slamming your head into the table, going bad, bad. I was so nice. I ran you a game, and this is how you repay me. I made dinner. I did everyone. 
I, uh, yeah, I, I think that one of the problems you can have in playtesting is that you can, you can, you can listen too much. Mm-hmm. It's that's genuinely true. Um, yeah. I mean, like you see it in video I'm, games I'm, I'm when being, they. I'm being facetious, but yes, actually, Chris, do you want to turn this into some good advice? <laughs> like. We'll get on to exactly how you can organise playtest in a second, but like, don't take every single piece of playtest advice as gospel. Yeah, like, can be wrong. The amount of video games that have been destroyed because they listen to people on forums. My God, never listen to people on forums. And that's exactly what you're doing with playtesters. Mm. You're opening the forum for them. Um, and they'll say, well, this needs to be changed because I don't like it. Eh, it's just personal opinion. It's not yeah. games not for them. Fuck off. Yeah. Uh, so, however, this is how you organise playtests of in-progress games. So, you know how difficult it is to organise a weekly game of any RPG in the world of adults? And and bear in mind, that RPG exists. Treble it, at least. Yeah. Getting a playtest together. Like, what, what should we play? Well, it hasn't got a name yet. Fuck. Fuck. Should we, should, should we like, so listen, we've managed to hew three hours out of a fortnight to get together. Mm-hmm. It's taken us an hour to travel to here. We're gonna we're gonna spend at least eighteen pounds on beer each because this is London. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do for those three hours? Well, I think this game might work. Or or we've got these big games over here that we already own and we know we're good. <laughs> there is a twenty percent chance that your evening will be awful because of the game. <laughs> Please travel to my house, spend your money yeah. for the chance at bad. Now, also, I will say the only reason we're playing this now is because I want money. <laughs> this will benefit me directly, Yes, not you. This, is, this, is, this is solely beneficial for me, Grant Howard. Big Mac Daddy, Grant Howard. Not like you. What you are is free labour. I'm, I'm just going to put this in other terms. I'd like you to pay £40, travel an hour... And I'm going to tell you all about the wonderful world of pensions. I'm going to tell you about my job. Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> I think I think the idea is that playing role-playing games is, in and of itself, often fun. Yes, but there is an well, element oh, of... Although, although I'm not sure these days, Chris. What? I'm, I'm worried it might not be intrinsically fun. This is this is fairly huge for everything we do daily. No, no, no. Good role-playing games are fine. And we write those. Right. But what if what if a bad role-playing game is bad? Well, then it's just bad. That's fine. Okay. That's bad art. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm having some crises of faith at the moment. <laughs> okay, yeah. that That's something we need to deal with when we're not recording our voices <laughs> and putting it onto the internet forever. <laughs> that is something that you, me, our business manager, and your therapist need to talk about. <laughs> Lorraine! <laughs> Lorraine, I'm having a problem! <laughs> So, organising a play test yeah. is difficult. However, there are ways to make it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. One is online communities. Mm-hmm. Um, places that play games fairly regularly or have a bunch of nerds nearby. Yeah. Nerd adjacent, let's say. Yeah. Um, because they'll either be able to play it or they've read so many RPGs that they can at least look at it. Yes. And give you some feedback based on that. They're also, they're also. If someone's already played an RPG, they're much more likely to play your batshit um, photocopied black and white thing that you've bought that might work. Yes, hundred percent. It's, um, it's, it's a much higher barrier to, barrier to entry on playtest. 
Yeah. And there's also the outside chance that you have a gaming store near you. And if you have a gaming store near you, you have a lot of nerds nearby mm. who will happily do it in person for the price of a pint because I, we're poor. I am going to break your heart a little bit on this one. The best way to get playtests going is to make friends. Oh, it's, yeah. You, you see, the thing is, if you wanted an effective, efficient way of doing it, pay people. Yeah. Um, pay like you could pay a minimum wage to come over to your house and play the game with you. You turn up like that will ensure that you have the capacity to get proper feedback from them. That will turn up on time, etc., etc., etc. You have the capacity to say, "Oh, this isn't working out. Thanks very much. Won't pay anymore. Got to get someone else in." You have the capacity to do that. However, no one can afford to do that in this industry. Nope, it's Doesn't physically exist. not possible. So what you need to do is not rely on the kindness of strangers, but Make friends with people, get enthused about their things, build up, build a community, become part of a community, yeah, and trust, become part of a community, uh, and engage unironically without ulterior motive with people's work, and, and then, then exploit that, and then exploit that, and that, that, that point, that point is not exploiting, you know. Yeah. It's always so frustrating to see Americans launch games like high, like high caliber American designers like John Harper because. When John Harper releases his game, everyone who's everyone has already fucking played it. Yeah. Um, and so when he's like, hey, can I have some money on Kickstarter? You've got... Basically, everyone knows five people whose opinions whose opinions they value who say, yeah, play this game, it's great, buy it. Yes. And we simply do not have that culture in the UK. The best you can hope to do is throw it hard enough at James Wallace that it falls in his bag and he mentions it in passing. <laughs> Tuck it between the my career. <laughs> Tuck it between the pages of his own books, which I imagine he reads daily. He can't read James Wallace's books, Chris. That'd be silly. James Wallace can. <laughs> Look, having having um, worked with him on Paranoia, I really don't believe he read anything that he wrote. <laughs> no, I, I, so, I, sorry, that is that. Is, sorry, you know what? You know that is that is cruel and snarky. Yeah. It's not. It's not true. I will say that James Wallace is. Fond of a tangent, which is difficult in a rules reference manual. I don't agree with that style of writing. Sure. Fuck you, James. <laughs> I had to leave the sides. I knew something was coming. Just left a big James-shaped void. Yeah. Nice, so so that's how you organize play tests with difficulty but it is possible and honestly if you know somebody who either has made an RPG even if it's a, te- a teensy one like a like a, a freebie one page RPG something like that throw it at them yeah so if you've got 10 minutes glance through this yeah. please it would be yeah, super like, lovely like on, like honestly you can get you can get quite a lot of people looking at something and saying oh you know what I think this is blah blah blah, blah. especially if it's a short game yeah if, and- if it's 300 pages long probably they, they should probably play it Yes. But if it's short, they can they can look at it and say, "Oh, well, this is interesting. I think this could work. Have you thought about this?" And that gives you enough there. I think honestly, as well, like this is a long game. This is a long con. And the first thing you should do is find a community and say, "Hey, does anyone want anything playtested?" Yeah. And honestly, position that's, yourself in that way. That's good information for you as well because you can look at something and go, "Wow, this is this is awful." <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. just awful. And then you can look at what you've done and go, "Hang on." That means that mine isn't awful because <laughs> I can look at that and read it and not My hate myself. Yeah. It's an ego so. boost. It's fun playtesting because there's a chance of every week it being a little bit different. Yeah, and like if it's 
if it's a bad game and you're not sitting with the with the designer, you can properly muller it. Oh, it's great fun. Uh, it's like it's like so so. Chris and I try not to do this on air. But like we we try to stay posy and fun, but we really like just just like. Like finding effectively the weak member of the antelope pack that is the RPG industry and then tearing it to shreds uh, in a cave. Naming naming no names, but we played a Cthulhu advice adjacent adventure once. Oh god, that was years ago. That is now in print. Still in print. Was, yeah, and it was so bad. There was a, there was a, a two there was a two and a half page section which goes into great detail about which particular um, mobile uh, phone network. The people are with and mm-hmm. the different receptions in, in the different areas of the scenario mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh oh boy yeah oh boy who do they now let's let's be positive grant yeah let's go on to the next bit let's make some games play a jingle did you ever want a game to exist but not enough to make it yourself Hello, welcome back. Jingle complete. Jingle is over. Now it's time for making games. I'm going to lead on this one. Please. Kiwi T writes in and says, Mob Circus. Okay. I quite like the idea that you are forced to do a circus by the Mafia. (laughs) Yeah. My, uh, My boss, he wants to see a fucking clown. He wants to see a fucking clown cavort a bat and get water on you except it's glitter. Now if I don't see if I don't see a lion with a big man's head in his mouth by the end of today, I'll have your fucking guts for garters, boy. Hey Tony, get him in the car. Yeah and him <laughs> And his mate, get him all in the car That's part of the second act when you fight back against the mafia and you <laughs> use the circus use the skills you've learned in the circus to counteract them. So the first half of the game is really more of a tutorial uh, slash management sim. See, the amazing stupendo. We have tied a concrete block to his boots, thrown him in a river. Can he escape? Will he escape? We don't care. Turns out, no. <laughs> Problem solved. Now, uh, anyone else want to go the same word as fucking stupendo? <laughs> hey man, this gun ain't full of glitter. I just, I like the idea of being forced to do a circus. <laughs> I think, so like, there's not from what I can tell, I'm, there, I'm, there's got to be a sim circus or there something along that, something along those lines. You know, there's there's like bathroom attendant tycoon. I'm sure we can get sim circus in there. But there's a lot of like it fits as the idea that while you move around a lot, so you've got different challenges. Uh, you have to you have to get animals cheaply enough. Uh, and mistreat them, mistreat them enough so it's cheap, but not mistreat them so much that they die. Now, listen, Mr. Henshaw, you know the deal. Do the trapeze, and your family lives. <laughs> I, I quite like that we've gone from Mafia to sort of a CIA black ops. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. I promise. It's just one last job, Mr. Henshaw. Wouldn't you like Jessica to get into that college? You simply... You simply grip the swing, fly off, double backflip, grab onto the hands of a tiny dog, and this is all over. It's very straightforward. All you need to do is stand on that big man in a 1920s bathing suit. 
Just lift the weight, Mr. Henshaw. If that tiny boy can do it in a leotard, I'm sure you can too. <laughs> Mr. Henshaw, I don't think you understand quite quite what's at stake here. Get in the cannon. And the, ca- and the camera pans down, and he's got a smaller version of the cannon pointed at Mr. Henshaw. Do I make myself clear? He's got, he's got like, a, like a little fizzing fuse. Do I make myself clear, Mr. Henshaw? And he turns, he turns down and looks wordlessly at a frog who gets inside <laughs> the barrel of the gun. He's also, he's also blackmailing the frog. It's mm. um, a, a nice 13-tier wedding cake you got here and 13 clowns. Shame if something would have happened to any of them. <laughs> Shame if anything were to uh, burst out of this cake. Hey, it's simple. You take the whips, you take the chairs. You go into the cage, big bada boom. You're a lion tamer. (laughs) You're a lion tamer. How fucking hard can it be? Jackie, get in here. Jackie. Jackie. Jackie, we got another mook been eaten by the lions. This isn't glitter, this is polonaise. (laughs) Okay. Mama. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Sorry. I think that's just Italian. I think it is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, um, I'm just sorry. I, I confuse. I confuse them so often, like circus yes. ragu advert. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's actually a surprising amount of fun in a game in which you are forced or which you must blackmail people to do a circus. I think that's really good, and I think I, I, I like oh. the idea of like running away from the circus is like a prison break. Mm. Sorry, running away to the circus is yeah. Chris. Just realised this is the plot of a Simpsons episode. Is it? Yes, clown school. Do you remember Homer goes to clown school to oh, become yeah, a crusty? Simpsons did it. Yeah, Simpsons yeah. did it, unfortunately. And it was very funny at the time. Oh, shit. I think, well, I th- I think we did better voices. Mm-mm, let's move on. <laughs> what you got? <laughs> All right. Uh, McGravin suggested, up the wizard's sleeve. I see. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing up the wizard's sleeve. Ideally, as the wizard has shown us by rolling up his sleeves, which not enough wizards do these days. <laughs> nothing in here. Nothing in here. Papa, blink dog. <laughs> Summer monster three, motherfuckers. I think you will note there's nothing up either my sleeves, and now I'm going to suspend myself in a box for a fortnight. <laughs> is that is that is that really wizardry, David Blaine? I don't know anymore. <laughs> I'm going to push myself to the very limits of life and death for ratings. And, 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 wait, what, and what are you going to do afterwards? Die early, I suppose. I'm David Blaine, and this is what I sound like. I'm, I'm going to spend a lot of time in hospital and be completely uninsurable. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even cross the road these days. Oh boy, no claims bonus, my rear height. If, if someone hits me, they get money. That's how uninsurable I am. <laughs> what, what, what are you viewing off the wizard's sleeve as? Uh, up the wizard's sleeve, aside from <coughs> innuendo-laden puns, mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking that uh, a new a new wizard has come to town mm-hmm. with their new spell. Okay, and their new spell is very similar to like Leoman's secret shelter or rope trick. Right, it's and like what a they're doing, thing. yeah, and what they're doing is they're just putting stuff up the sleeves. Right, like imagine an extremely high magic shoplifter. Who's who's slowly escalating to Carmen San Diego levels of theft? 
Carmen Sandiego, of course, famous for stealing the River Nile. So, which, which has huge complications for Egypt. Oh, and just the ecosystem. Yeah, in general. Mm. Um, is, it, is it limited by, can he get his sleeve over it? Well, as long as he can fit it up his sleeve. So, like, you can take the water out of the Nile so by he, putting your hand in. He could stand at one end of the Nile and wait. Yes, it would be very quick. Mm. I would um, Yes, it's very what? magical. Very magical. Oh, I see. right. He's a, it's, it's like a hoover. Yeah, yeah it just, it just yeah. hoovers stuff up. Um, and then he has a, a range of goblins who sort it into crap and good. Mm-hmm. And they sell the uh, the good stuff off to interdimensional beings who look like lions. Oh, okay. And this all happens in his backpack. Yes, yes. Where, where he keeps his goblins. Yeah, think of it very much like a Ghostbusters proton pack. Like mm. the sleeve is the, the emitter end. Okay, so just quick question. Oh, actually, sorry, no. It's like Luigi from Luigi's Mansion. There you yeah. go. Very much so. Except instead of ghosts, it's valuables. So I guess actually oh, he did valuables too. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, dogs. Yeah, he's, uh, he once took a hen. Yeah, it was the king's hen, so that was actually technically an escalation. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I like I like the idea that you get to play the wizard. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that this is a video game and that it's the spiritual successor to Katamari Damacy. <laughs> I also like to think that the more things you suck up. The bigger and harder to harder to steer the wizard gets as his coat gets full. <laughs> so while it is while it is an interdi- while it's like an interdimensional pocket, it's not limitless and it will start to bulge inside his coat. So I'm also thinking three player co-op. Oh, okay. Player one is wizard. Player two mm-hmm. is left. Player three is right. <laughs> and Left, so, lefty and righty, the goblins who, who stay at the sleep. Yes, so... Is it the just wizard, three goblins in a, in a wizard's trench coat? Yeah. Okay. The wizard is drunk, and so yeah. moves a little bit quop, qwerty op? I never remember what it's called. That Quotly. stupid game where you've got, like, different limbs on different buttons. I'm going to go for foddishly. Sure. It's really difficult to move, yeah. is what I'm saying. And also, whenever the left or right arm are sucking, mm-hmm. that will that will move them. That will naturally draw them towards the object they're sucking. So exactly, you, yes. So, so you, as the wizard, need to pull back. Otherwise, so like, so like, you're 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 effectively running support. Yeah, and then there's like um, coordination between left and right. Like, if somebody mm-hmm. wants to try and suck up a whole elephant, which is going to be a messy mm-hmm. experience, mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of lot of force acting upon the wizard and indeed the elephant. Mm-hmm. Um, the other arm should probably like hoover up an enormous granite block of equal weight and mass. Why is that? So to balance out the movement. Ah, I see. Right. Okay. So it's all. It becomes about coordination. I also. I was doing hand gestures through all of that. I like the idea of being able to shoot things back out of your sleeves when the police arrive. Oh, even better. Oh, go on. It can only come out of the other sleeve. Yes, that makes sense. That's so. It's kind of like Tetris. Mm-hmm. In the in the like, so the left sleeve has sucked up a load of like raspberries, um, and um, <laughs> raspberries and cushions. A nice gooseberry. And, um, a nice gooseberry, maybe like oh, a tart. Yeah, a tart, a cake, um, and then it's the fucking rosas coming coming up on the right hand side. Oh, no. So so the the, the right hand goblin turns and steers and fires. It's just a load of cakes and raspberries. That's actually that's that's a treat to the police officer, oh. and it makes them more likely to kill you. They love that. That powers them up. That powers up their their, their truncheon arm. Mm. Um, so what you need to do will be like, hey, hoover up those thumbtacks and the crowbar, 
and then and then and then it, it, it rattles along inside the wizard. The wizard's like, and then fires <laughs> the other side and brains a cop. <laughs> hey, who brought those other policemen? That's the thing. I think, like, like Katamari, you'd get the capacity to hoover up... You could hoover up policemen eventually. Yeah. Uh, and then if you fire a policeman at a policeman, <laughs> they arrest each other and cancel each other out. As your sleeve stretches. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like that. I, I, I kind of like it, but also I feel bad what? about it. Why? Like... Well, because this person is going, to, is going to end all life. Well, like, eventually. These three goblins are out of control. Well, that's, that's the thing. Like, it only works... It, they're only going to end all life if they keep it in the wizard. But think how much air they're putting in that wizard. Now, don't, don't think about it scientifically, Chris. <laughs> what if they hoover up gravity? That's true. I don't think they can do gravity. Don't get except scientific if, about except this. Except if you get to high levels. McGravin also writes in, Dragon dating. I see. Is that no. where you cut dragons open to see how old they are? Yeah, you count the number of rings. No, you play you you play a dragon. So mm. what I'm envisaging, you know, those um, games that are like Twilight Imperium, that sort of thing. So you've got like a big zone and lots of hexes, and you play different factions, and it's sort of like, oh, I'm going to get along with you for a little bit, but then I'm going to betray you, yeah. and we're all sort of going for like 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 you're 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 fighting. There are not enough resources to please everyone. It is possible to steal resources from others. Game happen. Yes. Eight hours later, maybe you finish. Yeah, eight hours later, maybe you finish. The sort of game I would not touch with a fucking barge pole. <laughs> uh, I like single player experiences and having my hand held. Thank you very much. However, <laughs> dragon dating takes is that, this. Is that a wanking metaphor? Having my hand held. Single player experiences. Oh, right, yeah. Never, never sure, mind, yeah. never mind, never mind. I, I like touching myself while someone holds my hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's Freak! It's a mixture of innocence and perversion, which I find <laughs> it's like it's like a hot fudge sundae. On oh, my balls. It's ref- it's ref- that's the other thing I like. So dragon dating, dragons, mm. very powerful, mighty, mighty, insular, solitary mm. creatures. Quite often, don't do a lot of dating. However, got a breed. Yep. All oh, these dragons gotta fuck. They got to. So yeah, sorry. Yes, these dragons gots to fuck. So what you end up with is a tense sort of detente, a, a a a a ceasefire agreement where they meet up in neutral territory, and then work out whether they're going to kill or fuck each other. I like that. And so and so there would like there would be neutral territory somewhere, and you you know, you pick it out, and you'd play. You'd you'd slowly expand your your dragon territory and your horde, and then you could at some point like when when you start brushing up against each other, or maybe you're like you know what I feel like I feel like making allegiance with this person. You invite each other into your vulnerable spaces. Mm. And, this is getting hot. I know, right? Uh, and then you have chat. You have some what you have some of whatever it is dragons eat princesses. Sure. You have some 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 tasty princesses served up um, a la mode. In the French style, and then you work out: Do I want to? Do I want to fuck this person? Like, do I want to have eggs with this person? Do I want to marry this dragon? Is this going to be the dragon queen to my dragon king? Are we going to unite our kingdoms? Because that because that cements that vulnerability, but also gives you the capacity to trade easier. It gives you tax breaks, you know that sort of thing. Um, where I, I love the idea of dragon taxes, by the way. I just want to <laughs> put that in there. Like, I, I love that tax collector. However. If you, what you can do at any point is to choose to just sort of bang, bite him in the soft underbelly while you're fucking, mm-hmm. um, and then take all their stuff. That's pretty good. 
So it's about that. It's about that moment of intense vulnerability and like, do you help each other? Do you hinder each other? It's a, it's an ongoing prisoner's dilemma. Except you are a dragon, who is having sex with another dragon. Can I paint a subtly different picture? No. Oh. Paint a drastically different one. Oh, okay. No, yeah, just you paint are, the picture you were going to paint. You are the epo- eponymous epitome of a of, of a of a castle's wall guard. I've you always said that kind of, about myself, yeah. That kind of Norman-looking helmet. Yeah, pike. yeah, spear, yeah. Nothing's happened in six months. You're just standing on a wall. Finger up his nose, always raining. Yep. And an enormous sexy lady dragon lands outside the castle. Mm-hmm. It's just in this, like, enormous open plain. Wow. And you're like, no, we're getting attacked! Alarms! And you send all the alarms off, and everybody gets ready. And the dragon just does not bother you. Mm-hmm. And so it starts bellowing. Mm-hmm. Just over and over. And then, over a course of a couple of days, lots of dude dragons come up. <laughs> All right. Lots of them. And, like, this is going to tear the castle apart. They're going to the, attack. The collateral the, the dragon yeah. army. Nope. Nothing happens. Nothing and then, happens. then, the male dragons put on their displays. Oh, man, that's great. Like like those like, birds, what do the jumping in cornfields and wiggle paradise. their and wiggle their colourful bottoms, yes. trying to woo the lady. Mm. It's that. Oh, that's fucking great. Why aren't there more bird dragons? I don't know. It's sad, and yeah. I I love the idea that, that that there's just there's just this, this one sexy lady dragon, and then all these dudes are just like having a bit of a fight in the background, oh, but oh, then also like showing off their plumage. I would like the sexy lady dragon to be very big, even compared to the boy oh, dragon. Absolutely colossal. Um, and they're like pushing up these what look, in comparison to the lady dragon, like tiny hordes of gold. <laughs> They've carried and, it there. Yeah, and oh. they're bu- they're building a taller tower of money, <laughs> so that them so they can be better seen when oh, they really? when they display their enormous plumage. Oh, that's great. And the uh, the the blue dragon is is stealing nearby towers to build his own tower. Mm-hmm. So he can sit on top and be like, hey, I've got a wizard's tower, babe. How you doing? Hey, 16 dimensions in my house. Oh, Come that's... into my sexy house. Come into my sexy house and try out my dimensions. There's a mirror on the inside. <laughs> of, of me. What? Of me. He opens his mouth and it's like the reverse of that scene in The Matrix. Yeah, but with also lightning. Yeah. I... Fucking love that so much. <laughs> that is so good. I don't know what character I want to play. I th- like. I don't know. I don't know how we're involved. I don't know whether we're bystanders to this. I don't know I, whether I'm a. I boy like the dragon. idea that you're playing the dragons, and you've yeah. got you're playing the male dragon, and you're 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 like okay. So how am I going to woo, yeah. fabulous lady dragon? I'm a blue dragon. Cool. So this is my thing. This is my class, as it were. I'm good at X. And you've got and you've got various resources. So I'm figuring it's like a, it's like a like a four X game. No, no, I'm thinking it's an RPG. Oh, okay. So you've got a period of, of like two months beforehand where you know, oh shit, it's mating season. That smell is in the air. The pheromones. Yeah. And you're like, sweet shit, dragon cooch. Got to get ready. Mm. So like the red dragons are just getting as much gold. They're just raising villages everywhere for like single copper pieces. Can I put something forward? Yes. You are not playing the big male dragons. No, 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 you're playing the crappy ones. You are playing the bad ones, and, you, and you're like, hey, 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 what if we team up? Yeah, and so you, you help each other out. Well, but we then help when each it, other out. When it comes to the big day, oh, 
Yeah, betrayal. It's every dragon for themselves. Yeah. And you, yeah. Go, on, you go on adventures with your nerd mates. Yeah. With I read you, a with book on Lady together. Dragons. I read a book on Dragon Massage. We're going to need some horses. And, like, one of the dragons learns about negging. <laughs> and just really pushes that angle. And it... It's never going to work. Oh, that sounds fucking funny as well. Like, there's so many jokes you can make with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah, d- like, definitely, definitely a, a role-playing game, then, in that case. Yes. You, like, it's about your relationship with the other dragons. The stronger your bond is with the other dragons, the easier it is for you to achieve things. Yep. But then the harder it is to betray them at the end. And, like, when you, when you go on an adventure with your nerd mates... Only one dragon can benefit because it's not like there's two red dragons. So you, when you, you when you play a, a unique kind of dragon, yeah. So when you're going to get a horde of gold, that's mm. only going to benefit the red dragon. Yeah. Who can then go? No, fuck you all. The black dragon's got a hard ask. I need to. I need to find a swamp. Well, we'd work something out. I guess. Like I guess they they could like flood the area. Maybe they just need to capture like a hundred druids. So they can turn the entire plane into this enormous, um, sweltering mangrove swamp. It's me, Sithilis the White Dragon. I need everyone to open their fridge doors. <laughs> do, you, do you perchance have an imp to cut the ice? <laughs> everyone turn on your fans so it's chilly. Speak into it so you have a spookier voice. Yes, says the Black Dragon. <laughs> Turtle dragon, says the turtle dragon. <laughs> he's yelling from the sea. That he's just turtle! On the like he's a good 200 miles away. <laughs> but you can hear this enormous wet bellow. <laughs> I'm horny. Boom. It's really hard to try and em- emulate a whale saying "do me." Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so before we go, I also want to say that I want more whale dragons, turtle dragons, uh, manatee dragons, narwhal wet, dragons, wet dragons, wet We're dragons, wet dragons, and bird dragons. Those are those like had enough dry lizard dragons. I want sexy, bird dragons, sexy soggy dragon feathers. I want I want a humpback whale style dragon. That lays eggs. Smashing, well, they all lay eggs. Smashing into a beach and hooning (laughs) for cock. Yelling for cock. Just rutting a cruise ship. (sighs) Just banging into it. (laughs) Ruining holidays. I'm terribly sorry. And the dock. The cruise ship is pregnant. (laughs) I don't know how this happened. I think a wizard was there. Yes, it was me. I was it's in all right. I'll hoover up the mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> now use okay. this as a weapon! Hello. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hearty Dice Friends. I think it's definitely Dragon Day. So it's got to be, hasn't it? It's got to be. That's so good. I like that a great deal. Thank you, McGraven, for giving us the, 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 the suggestion. Um, about a, a, a group of good old boys oh, sorry, a group of good boys learning about themselves, nice soft dragon boys learning about themselves and maybe that the real the real treasure was fucking that lady dragon don't make friends <laughs>
So thank you again for listening to Hearty Dice Friends. If you've enjoyed this, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Hearty Dice Friends. Give us some cash. You can access exclusive episodes and come and hang out in the Discord and generally be upgraded to a better class of person. You can also follow us follow us on Twitter at the Hardy Dash uh, HDF Podcast if you're in if you're in Holland, or um, HDF Podcast if you're elsewhere. And if you've got a question, you can email it to us at hardydicefriends at gmail Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this one. I I'm quite sad. Dragon dating doesn't exist, but it will. I think I think it's the first game we've we've done so far that I genuinely want to play. Yes, you know. I'm very excited by the whole ordeal. Be good, sleep well, and remember, just talk to them. <laughs>